Is this a new Jake DeBrusque that we can expect year in and year out? Well, I certainly hope so, but it might become an expensive problem for the Bruins next summer. We're continuing our player reviews here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Boston Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, May 11th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase i don't know about you but i am feeling as good as i have perhaps since the boston bruins lost in the first round to the florida panthers could be this beautiful summer-like weather the leaves are out playing my first three-pitch game of the season tonight Family wedding coming up tomorrow night, and it helps that the Maple Leafs are down 3-1 in their series, although Florida continuing to win, and Carolina, I don't really love to see it. I'm rooting, really, for whoever comes out of the Western Conference, to be honest. All that aside, we are looking at specific players here on the podcast recently doing our player reviews. And today, we're landing on our boy Jake DeBrusque. Let's talk about Jake DeBrusque and truly how good he was this past season. A lot went well for him this year. He had a career high in points with 50, a career high point per game average as well of 0.78. He tied for his career high in goals. Uh, Not quite as prolific in terms of assists as he has been in the past. But overall, an outstanding offensive season for Jake DeBrusque. Tying that career high in goals at 27, but having the highest average goal per game. He scored 0.42 goals per game, which is up from 0.4, so ever ever so slightly up from uh, the goal per game average he posted in 2018-19 as a second-year player. That's the season in which he did record 27 goals as well. He matched that this season. As a rookie, he had 27 assists, which is a career high for him. He's yet to match that helper total, but 27 goals, 23 assists, good for 50 points, which is a career high, single season career high. He also had 191 shots per game, which is a career high. 
uh, more than he recorded last season, despite playing 13 fewer games, which is worth noting. Uh, He also was a 62.4 in shot attempt differential in all situations while he was on the ice, 58.3 at five on five. Both of those were career highs. Jake DeBrusque notably also scored only six goals on the power play. 21 of his goals came even strength play, uh, which is pretty remarkable when you, again, consider that he tied his career high and only six of those came on the power play. What's been most impressive to me with regards to DeBrusque over the last couple of years, and look, we expect him to be a goal scorer, He has shown in spurts in the past that he can put the puck in the net. The consistency has always been an issue, but ever since being placed on the top line last season by then head coach Bruce Cassidy, he has been incredibly consistent. He has been scoring and at a pretty prolific rate. Again, 0.42 goals per game. If you carry that over 82 games, that works out to be 34.44 goals per game. 0.78 points times 82 games, 64 points. So we'll talk about what didn't go well for him here in a moment, but his pace this season was by far the best of his career. But we expect that from him. He is an offensive player capable of getting to the front of the net, disrupting defense and goaltending and chipping in offensively. But what I love about his development is the amount of shorthanded time that he is earning. 1.22 minutes of shorthanded ice time per game, which was fifth among Bruins forwards. You had Coyle and Nosik as a penalty killing duo, Marshawn, Bergeron as another penalty killing duo, but Jake DeBrusque was just as reliable on the penalty kill and was a big factor in them being the top ranked unit this season. He's also used regularly in defensive situations, holding a lead at the end of the game, and he has become a well rounded player. I'm not saying he's going to challenge for the Selkie trophy anytime soon, but He's reliable in his own zone. He's a disruptor out there defensively, can pick off some pucks, take it down the other way, generate offensive opportunities in defensive situations, which I love about his development. In the playoffs, he had four goals, two assists in the seven playoff games against the Florida Panthers, which is pretty, pretty good. Uh, Three points off the team lead. That was shared by Brad Marchand and Tyler Bertuzzi. Again, we'll talk about what didn't quite go as well here coming up in a moment. But overall, a very strong, successful season for Jake DeBrusque. And hopefully it's a sign of what we can expect from him year in and year out moving forward. A 30-plus goal scorer. 55 to 65 points playing in all situations and 
uh, a core contributor to the Boston Bruins. Let's touch on what didn't go well and areas for growth for Jake DeBrusque here in a moment. But first, a word about today's sponsor, which is Game Time. I recently downloaded Game Time on my phone and instantly saw the benefits of this ticket buying app. You can get tickets for your next sports event, show, comedy, theater. They've got it all with killer deals on last-minute tickets and a best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. You can get images of your seat before you buy, which is very cool. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, you're all set. Tickets are also sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. Now, just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but just create an account, redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off at GameTime. Last-minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. Every day is... Uh, tomorrow on the show, you can expect a continued look at our player reviews. Going to be talking about the top pair defensively for the Boston Bruins. Let's discuss maybe what didn't go so great for Jake DeBrusque and some areas of growth. We all know that he experienced injury at the Winter Classic. That kept him out for quite a considerable amount of time, and that was the reason why he did not hit 30-plus goals. Now, obviously, that somewhat out of his control, but that benchmark is a clear goal for next season. Would have loved to have seen him reach that here in 2022-23. The injury was unfortunate. However, that performance was one of the most memorable of the season. DeBrusque scoring those two goals with the injured hand. Perhaps he made it worse and was out of the lineup for longer than necessary, but it was still probably the most memorable single game performance for me of the season. And uh, I loved to see him come up huge in that special event. DeBrusque also only had one goal over the final three playoff games. Uh, total. So he had six points in the series, but only one over the final three games, which were all losses for the Boston Bruins. Now, he wasn't the only one who wasn't as effective in those three games, but I would have loved to have seen him step up in the clutch there in those key situations. I had said a lot prior to the trade deadline that, you know, people were saying, go out, get Patrick Kane because he's a clutch player. Jake DeBrusque for me, was that kind of guy, a guy who could step up, embrace the moment, score huge goals. He did score one in game six, like I said, but silent in games five and seven. Um, And, you know, we all have those memories of him in those series against the Maple Leafs a few years ago now. And um, it would have been nice for him to score a couple goals in those games and really help secure the series victory for the Boston Bruins. 
Another thing I could have liked to have seen was some perhaps more growth in terms of being a leader on this team. Don't look now, but Jake DeBrusque is turning 27 in October. We see him as this fun-loving kid, a bit of a character, but he's entering or is in the prime of his career at the moment. And we see some steps forward in terms of goal production and contributions at all ends of the ice. I'd love to see him become more vocal off the ice as well to step up and show that he is a core member of this team. And that could become especially necessary if Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci do not return next season. Not to mention Nick Foligno, who was quite vocal leader and inspired in part that winter classic performance from Jake DeBrusque. Um, I'm not saying he should be the next captain or even wearing a letter, but if you look at the core guys that are on this team, he's right up there among the longest tenured Boston Bruins and guys who fit the bill as core players on this team. He's been around longer than Taylor Hall. He has been around longer than Pavel Zaka, uh, Hampus Lindholm, Linus Allmark. He should be one of the leaders on this team, and I'd like to see him take a step forward in that direction here next season. Speaking of next season, let's take a look after the break at whether Jake DeBrusque will indeed be on the team or could there perhaps perhaps be some trade speculation surrounding uh, our boy Jake. All right, Jake DeBrusque has one more season under contract with the Boston Bruins at a very reasonable cap hit of $4 million. He can become an unrestricted free agent next summer and would no doubt draw a ton of interest if he were to hit the open market. His next deal could be very interesting based on how he performs in this upcoming contract year. Like I asked off the top, is this a new Jake DeBrusque? Is this the real Jake DeBrusque? Is this a Jake DeBrusque that we can expect year in and year out over the next few seasons through his prime? Can he even further elevate his game? Consistency has been there over the past one and a half seasons since he was given that bump to the top line, signed the two-year extension, and it's clear following game seven against Florida that he wants to be in Boston. He was asked if he's happy that he wasn't traded. We all remember the public trade request from last season and what he got to experience this year. And he said, for sure, quote, it was obviously a crazy year ago at this point in time. And even before that, now I feel lucky. I f- feel lucky to be here every day. Even just with the start that we had as a group with the guys in the locker room, it just felt special. And I tried to take every moment I could of any day that I was in here. Just really grateful for the opportunity. 
Obviously, at the same time, it was not the result we wanted, so it stings as well. End quote. Now, Don Sweeney, you know, stood firm when Jake DeBrusque made his trade request. He didn't settle for pennies on the dollar. In fact, he re-upped and signed DeBrusque to that two-year contract extension. Yes, possibly to make it easier to trade him prior to last season's deadline, but also to give him some measure of security and uh, a vote of confidence that they see him as a guy who can contribute and, you know, deserves to be compensated. Now, if he has a huge boom coming up this coming season, it could make things interesting we expect the salary cap to go up significantly more than it will this summer. And you'll have those bonus overages for Bergeron and Krejci coming off the books. He'll be 27, soon to be turning 28 next summer. And you could see something like a six-year, $6 million per contract for DeBrusque, if indeed he doesn't take any steps backwards, pushes for that 30 to 35 goal mark, 55, 60 points. Um, that's more than reasonable for a guy of Jake DeBrusque's caliber and in his prime. Can he make the step forward in terms of goal production? Maybe become closer to a point-per-game player even? And can he become kind of a leader on this team, especially if Bergeron and Krejci are gone? Well, that's the question. And can he continue to succeed offensively without those drivers down the middle? Uh, Who he plays with will be a big question. Obviously, he has that chemistry with Brad Marchand, which will carry over. But regardless, if he is a core member of this team, if he is a driver, a leader, then he needs to contribute no matter who he is playing with. You know, David Pasternak had the best year of his career after being taken off that line with Bergeron and Marchand. You want DeBrusque to have the same success uh, independent from who he is playing with. So those are kind of the things that I'll be looking at in terms of Jake DeBrusque this coming season. Overall, he was one of my favorite guys to watch. Uh, I loved seeing him score some goals. We loved Selly season. We loved seeing him killing penalties, being trusted by Jim Montgomery in all situations. And, you know, obviously his relationship with Cassidy was somewhat clouded. There were some questions as to how that was handled, whether they really got along whether that was a reason why Cassidy was dismissed, his his uh, rapport with younger players. Jake DeBrusque really seemed to thrive under Montgomery, not to discredit the steps he took under Cassidy after being bumped to the top line. And for me, looking at next season, first we, we hope for full health, that he can play a full 82 games. We hope for that 30 goal plus production that 
consistent consistency, if you will, and that he becomes more of a leader for the Boston Bruins. Um, and those are the kinds of things I'll be looking at next season in terms of Jake DeBrusque. That's it for today's episode. Tomorrow on the podcast, we will look at uh, the top pairing defensively and bring you all the latest here on the black and gold. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. Coming up next week and into the future, you'll be getting some draft primers, free agent primers, trade targets, some conversations with friends on the pod and people who cover the Bruins. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you never never miss a thing here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day.